The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. have to break the news. The Akjokul uh, Glacier in Iceland is gone. We lost him. Yeah, it's a sad day. Yep. In Iceland, there was a funeral for ice with poetry, moments of silence, political speeches about the urgent need to fight climate change. Icelandic officials, activists, and others bade goodbye to once was a great glacier. Icelandic geolog- uh, geologist Odor Sigurdsson pronounced the Akajal, or was it, uh, Jokul Glacier extinct about a decade ago. But on Sunday, he brought the death certificate to the Made for Media Memorial. After about 100 people made a two-hour hike up a volcano, children installed a memorial plaque to the glacier. And that glacier is now just called OK. Minus the Icelandic word word for glacier, um, which I didn't know that that's what that meant. But the glacier used to stretch six square miles, 15 square kilometers. Sigurdsson said residents reminisced about drinking pure water thousands of years ago from OK. The symbolic death of a glacier is a warning to all of us that we need action, former Irish president uh, Mary Robinson said. This was Iceland's first glacier to disappear but Sertison said that all nations' ice masses will be gone in 200 years. So will most everybody that's reading this. Um, pretty much them and their lineage. Um, we will see the consequences from the climate crisis. We have no time to lose, Prime Minister. Uh, I don't even know. What, what is the deal with the Icelandic names? <laughs> Katrin Jogbotstur. I guess that's how you say her name. She made a climate change. She made that a priority when the Nordic leaders and German Chancellor Angela Merkel met in uh, met pretty recently. I know my grandchildren will ask me how this day was and why I didn't do enough. The plaque, which notes the level of heat trapping carbon dioxide, also bears the message to the future. This monument is to acknowledge that we know what is happening and what needs to be done only you know if we did it. Maybe that's when the ice will be piled over the plaque and then no one will even know it was a problem. <laughs> so stupid this whole thing is. You know, I had a similar incident happen over the weekend. Um, yeah, my, my uh, son, my three-year-old son, he went down into the garage. He thought the switches on the uh, ice box were pretty funny, you know, on the freezer. So he switched it unbeknownst to us as i'm opening the freezer the ice is just falling off the sides piece by piece like giant ice sheets falling into the ocean that's when i look and saw that my ice trays were melted (laughs) i don't i i don't know what to do they're gone ice trays melted so we had a little funeral for the ice trays And we said, 
pour one out for my homies, my ice homies. Sponsor for this portion of the program is Patriot Mobile. Look, you give your money for cell phone service. You give your money to different businesses out there. And what do they do? They turn around and use it for different progressive ideas and progressive causes and put money behind things like Planned Parenthood and and anti-Second Amendment rights organizations. Well, Patriot Mobile is an option for you as far as cell phone service that you can pay in to a great service and at the same time support causes that you would want to support, like the National Rifle Association, you know, going against Planned Parenthood. All you have to do is call 1-877-367-7524. You keep your, keep your phone number, you bring your own phone, or you can buy a new one. Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative cell phone company. It's reliable, has nationwide service, no hidden fees. They donate a portion of their profits to organizations fighting for the First and Second Amendments, family values, small government, and pro-life organizations. You've got the Moto Z3 Play. $5 a month, limited time only if you use the promo code 5 when you call 1-877-367-7524 or visit PatriotMobile.com. You can use your cell phone every day. Patriot Mobile provides the opportunity for you to use your cell phone to make a change. You know, Big Mobile, like we said, supports values that you don't believe in, like Planned Parenthood, abortion, open borders, liberal candidates. Make the switch to PatriotMobile.com and support your values. Be sure to call 877-367-7524. That's 877-367-7524. While Iceland is mourning the loss of their glacier, you know, this is the same <laughs> the same country that felt they're going to eradicate down syndrome by just aborting any child that may come up on the test. The test that has a pretty wide margin of error. A lot of people have been bored and that were told, hey, your child might have Down syndrome, and they came out healthy and fine. And Down syndrome isn't something that you just, you know, can cure. <laughs> you basically have to just exterminate that anyone coming out that might have Down syndrome. But that's Iceland, you know? Progressive utopia. And we have those same type of pandering idiots here in the United States, and they're all running for president Everybody's saying, oh, the climate's going to fall apart in 10 years. We're all going to die. One in particular is the pandering Pocahontas. Pocahontas, Liawatha herself, Elizabeth Warren. She's had an interesting beginning of the week. First, she decides she's going to go get her Sunday on, get her church on. She's going to go speak at a church. If that's not pandering, I mean, just listen to her. It's just... I'm going to go through the cliche list. If the Babylon Bee could write a top 10 list of things to say, if you're ever pulled up on the pulpit and given a microphone, this is basically what it would be. She's going to get out there and this is the day that the Lord has made, you know, because these people are inauthentic. You know, everything they do is focus tested and it's propped up by the media you know, they, they had her not too long ago. She's on the street campaigning, and then she stops and buys a glass of lemonade from the lemonade stand that the little kid had. Yeah, that wasn't a photo op. The lady that took the picture was acting like it was some real moment. Come to find out, she's a 
press uh, journalist who is designed to follow around Elizabeth Warren. So everything about them is contrived. They try to do things that are viral moments. The problem is for viral moments to happen, it has to actually connect with somebody. There has to actually be something authentic about it that people all over the place find something within that moment and they go, wow, that's amazing or that's funny or that's interesting or that's horrific or there's something in it. But you can't design those moments because a lot of times when they're designed, people see right through it. Even though you're going to have it designed, the media is going to parrot it. Hollywood's going to, it's called gaslighting. Hollywood's going to jump in on it and say, oh, isn't this the greatest thing since sliced bread? And then next thing you know, we've got videos of Kirsten Gillibrand rocking the dumbbells, drinking shots at a gay pride club or a gay pride night at a club. Um, you're going to have uh, Beto O'Rourke out there skateboarding, getting his teeth cleaned on TV, uh, on Facebook Live, trying to change tires while he's got the jack hooked up to the frame of the car. I mean, you've got Elizabeth Warren out there going, I'm going to get me a beer. And, and everything about it is going to be fake and contrived. And so here is Elizabeth Warren, Reverend Elizabeth Warren, getting her church on on Sunday morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us praise. Thank you for having me here, Reed Chapel. I'm so grateful, Reverend Grady, uh, First Lady Grady. It's wonderful to be with all of you. Um, I thought I'd just take this few minutes to say a bit about who I am to try to introduce myself to you. I grew up in Oklahoma, uh, born and raised there. I have three older brothers. Um, I grew up in the Methodist Church in Oklahoma. Uh, amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and um, uh, I grew up in a family that didn't have much. But I always grew up with a dream. And for me, the dream was I wanted to be a public school teacher. So I wanted to play that clip because, first off, there's not a lot of coverage on this. You know, what they haven't been saying is that both Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren decided to uh, make the rounds in the, in the Sunday services, which is amazing because Bernie Sanders himself has been wildly vocal about whether or not a public official should have a Christian faith whatsoever. I mean, he's as about, you know, separation of church and state as it gets. You can't even have a Christian background without uh, and be a public servant in his eyes. You have to be agnostic. Somehow you have to set aside your moral compass that comes from your faith because you're now in public service to others. Public service to others with your faith, it guides you to make the right decisions. It guides you to... Think about your neighbors, your relatives, and to not go, hmm, you know, I'm representing this district, but, you know, big tech lobby over here is going to dump a crap ton of money in my pocket if I move one of their operations to my backyard, and I can take that money home. And I don't mean use it in my constituency. Take it to my house. Put it in my pocketbook. The, your faith is going to guide you away from that. But yet Bernie Sanders decides, you know, hey, um, you shouldn't be allowed to have Christian faith 
and operate as an elected official. And Elizabeth Warren is in that same vein. So oddly enough, both of them decided to pander to the uh, Sunday morning services. And Elizabeth Warren, she's on a weird mission right now. I mean, she doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on a Native American ancestry that didn't exist. It was one 1,024th in her blood. Thanks to her Ancestry.com 23andMe test that she took. She took the video. She wanted to show the world, hey, look, I am Native American. I am Cherokee. Guess what? No, not so much. No, no. And she has removed that video from her website, which is really interesting as well. So now what happens when Elizabeth Warren gets hit during the campaign, if she becomes the nominee, with her own campaign ads where she backed her assertion I never that asked she my mom was Native for American. documentation when she talked about our Native American heritage. What kid would? But I knew my father's family didn't like that she was part Cherokee and part Delaware. So my parents had to elope. Let me be clear. I never asked for and never got any benefit because of my heritage. The people who hired me have all said they didn't even know about it. I'm Elizabeth Warren. I approve this message. Scott Brown can continue attacking my family, but I'm going to keep fighting for yours. Yeah, that's going to sting a little bit. (laughs) You know, that's the way she pandered in her campaign ads, running for Senate. Yeah, my mommy told me that I was Native American. Guess what? You should have asked her for the documentation. (laughs) Props to uh, Kate Hyde out there for that. But now she's on this weird... um, apology tour and i'm guessing there's a couple reasons why she's doing this she wants to get out in front of it as much as she can get out in front of it because she didn't get out in front of it for a long period of time so if you're going to do it you're going to have to do it during the primaries because she's starting to surge she's starting to creep up and that should tell you everything about the bench you ever needed to know joe biden sucks Guy's a gaff machine. Not only that, isn't it weird how he's running very similar to how Hillary Clinton ran? Where they ran a campaign of not campaigning? Be as quiet as possible. Make, make points when you have to. Problem is, when they do make points, they're either falling out during a van, uh, during a trip to get in a van, or they're falling down the steps of some, you know, some third world country or You know, they're out there talking about how president's going to have three terms and how facts, uh, facts don't supersede truth, whatever that means. I mean, those kind of things. And I don't want to be conspiratorial here because we talked a lot about Epstein and all these other things. But one has to remember Clinton was involved with a lot of stuff. So it would behoove her to gracefully lose, but not lose, but then lose so that she's not emboldened to any of those people that she had previous obligations to because of her possible reign as president that she failed to make. Same thing with Biden, Hunter Biden, with this Ukrainian Burisma company. And I mean, it's crazy how Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, gets out there and doesn't have any sort of energy sector background becomes a CEO of a giant Ukrainian energy company makes millions. So that's going to be an issue for him. 
also his his past history of just being a fraud. You know, he he plagiarized speeches and platforms when he ran in 88 and, and ran all those other m- m- numerous times that he ran. Then he's out there talking about how his wife was killed by a drunk driver and the family that actually was involved are, are fighting against it because he wasn't drunk. <laughs> he, he wasn't drunk at all. But yet, Joe Biden can just besmirch this guy's name without a problem. So we now have Elizabeth Warren surging because the bench is horrible. Pete Buttigieg is a moron who's uh, basically running against Mike Pence and trying to be a foil to Christianity and, and, you know, to be the homosexual Christian. You've got Kirsten Gillibrand who's drinking her box Franzia Moscato and she is just spinning in circles out there not knowing what the heck she's doing. Of course, Cory Booker, where the heck did he go? I don't, Sporadicus. For the, Spartacus out there. I'm, I'm meant to say Sporadicus. It comes from uh, that uh, Alicia Silverstone movie. Um, he's, he's, I don't even know what's going on with him. It's pretty interesting to see how he's just kind of taking a back seat. But the bench is not the bench that one would expect. We all knew it was going to be a clown show. But somehow Elizabeth Warren is surging. Well, she's a female and she's a socialist. Bernie Sanders is just a raging, angry, get off my lawn guy at this point. There's nothing there's nothing inspiring by him. I mean, he just gets out there and just complains. And he's not even like close to a, a socialist Ron Paul. He's just a bitter, angry guy, communist. So if you're going to get somebody... Get somebody like Elizabeth Warren who can embody that democratic socialist idea who pretends she's all about policy. Oh, I've got all these policy plans. And yet she's has to overcome the one thing that she built, which was an albatross to herself. And that is her native American lie. And the today show started off with just a little bit of damage control. Senator Elizabeth Warren is apologizing for listing her race as American Indian on a 1986 registration card for the State Bar of Texas. This disclosure marks the latest twist in the controversy that has surrounded her and her claims to Native American ancestry. Last year, Warren sparked backlash after publicly releasing test results that showed trace amounts of Native American DNA. And of course, Elizabeth Warren herself is going to go to a Native American town hall and put the apology out directly on her own. Anyone who's being honest with themselves, I know that I have made mistakes. I am sorry for harm I have caused. I have listened and I have learned a lot. And I am grateful for the many conversations that we've had together. It is a great honor to be able to partner with Indian country. And that's what I've tried to do as a senator. And that's what I promise I will do as president of the United States of America. So that's very nice of her to get out there and apologize. Never mind, never mind the fact that she has a history of being a freaking liar. I mean, how about her powwow chow Cherokee recipes? Well, <laughs> They were word-for-word copies of a famous French chef's techniques. This is from the UK Daily Mail. Massachusetts Democratic Senate candidate 
Elizabeth Warren is yet again in hot water after new allegations have surfaced that she plagiarized her Cherokee recipes in the book Pow Wow Chow from the New York Times and other publications. Damning evidence was released that appears to confirm that Ms. Warren, yeah, she wasn't handed generation to generation this recipe. (laughs) Ms. Warren actually stole this recipe. The 1984 cookbook Pow Wow Chow was edited by Ms. Warren's cousin, Candy Rousey, and is billed as a collection of recipes from the five civilized tribes. Ms. Warren's recipes are featured alongside her mother's directions for sugar cake and her two children's recipes for peach cobbler. But of course, it appears at least three of the five recipes featured in the book were fakes. Two recipes for crab with tomato mayonnaise dressing and cold omelets with crab meat appear to be word-for-word copies of a French chef's design. So she's a fraud. Not that we didn't know. We knew she was a fraud all along. But it's the same reason why I knew President Bill Clinton was going to be the shadiest president of all. Because when he's out there uh, trying to cover up his past dealings with with Whitewater and the Rose Law Firm, and he's out there playing the saxophone on... Arsenio Hall, and he's got these planted uh, young chicks in the crowd asking whether or not he wears boxers or briefs as if that was some spontaneous act. We knew he was a fraud. We could see through it. It goes back to the viral video moments I was talking about. These things are inauthentic. That moment when he's walking on the beach and suddenly he comes across these stones and he lines these stones up. Or that time where the Monica Lewinsky story is about to break and there's Bill and Hillary, they're out there in their vacation at Martha's Vineyard, and oh, look, they're dancing together on the beach. No, that's all garbage. That's all inauthentic, fraudulent crap. The only thing I can think that they're doing here is this is the strategy, and this is a prediction. So you heard it here on the Adrian Slade Show. The prediction is going to be that what what they want to do, because their candidates suck, So they're going to elevate Elizabeth Warren because she seems to be the most reasonable and is gaining traction. What they're hoping is that if she gets the nominee, Trump's relentless attacks on her will look overly brash. It'll look childish. It'll turn off women. And they can use that and twist it around against Donald Trump. They're already doing this racist uh, crap. That's a whole new pivot. The media is... On, on camera, in print, saying that's the strategy to switch from Russian collusion to racism. And we're going to get into some of the uh, things that need to be debunked about racism, especially when it gets into Antifa, the Proud Boys, and the Patriots Prayer. But here's the thing about Elizabeth Warren. They're hoping that Donald Trump will be a C4 explosion of himself, that he will self-destruct by going over the top rope and attacking Elizabeth Warren at levels that they think that they can turn around and use as, uh, as being a, a feminist issue. You know, oh, look, he's attacking women. Oh, he's ripping on her about her Native American heritage. She's already apologized for that. And they don't realize that she comes across as very unlikable. She's also a liar. She comes off as inauthentic. Her policies even though she likes to project them as being reasonable and well thought out, aren't. She doesn't understand the economics behind her policies. 
She's always against corporations. She's always against the free market. She's always against anything that has anything to do with freedom. And so they're banking on Donald Trump to be overly harsh and that to be a to backfire on him directly. Combat flip-flops, bad for running, worse for fighting. Combat flip-flops is a veteran-owned company that funds education and demining. Everything combat flip-flops manufactures is made in an area of conflict or post-conflict, like Afghanistan, Colombia, Laos. And you can check out more about combat flip-flops by checking out the TED Talk by Combat Flip-Flops CEO Matt Griffin on YouTube. You can also use the promo code SLADE25 and you will get 25% off of your first purchase. Go to CombatFlipFlops.com. That's CombatFlipFlops.com. So on the other side of the break, let's find out how alt-right the Patriots prayer and even the Proud Boys truly are and see if the media is lying to us or not because I surmise that they are. This is Adrian Slade. Adrian Slade. Populism is rising because liberals have become unbearable. And I speak as a liberal, okay? In my core, I'm probably more liberal than not. Although, fundamentally, I see myself as a journalist and I'd like to see both sides of all these things. And I can argue both. But liberals have become utterly, pathetically illiberal. And it's a massive problem. What's the point of calling yourself a liberal if you don't allow anyone else to have a different view? You know, this snowflake culture that we're operating, the victimhood culture, the, you know, everyone is, has to think a certain way, behave a certain way. Everyone has to, you know, have a bleeding heart and tell you 20 things that are wrong with them. And, you know, I just think it's all completely skewed to an environment where everyone's offended by everything. And no one's allowed to say a joke. If you said a joke 10 years ago that offended somebody, you can never host the Oscars, you know? So now there's no host for anything. <laughs> the Emmys now just said they're not going to have a host either. So hosts have gone. And soon every award winner will go because everyone's a human and they're all flawed. So no one can win awards anymore because they will be no platform before they even get on the podium. So then no hosts, no stars. Then no one can make any movies because we're all flawed. So no actors, right? So suddenly, where are we? The liberals get what they want, which is a humorless void where nothing happens, where no one dare do anything or laugh about anything or behave in any way that doesn't suit their rigid way of leading a life. No thanks. So what's happening around the world? Populism is rising because people are fed up with the PC culture. They're fed up with snowflakery. They're fed up with everyone being offended by everything. And they're gravitating to forceful personalities who go, this is all nonsense. Which, by the way, it is in most cases. So why are we surprised? I'm not surprised. It doesn't mean to say that I agree with all of it. But it means I can understand it. And I understand why the liberals, my side, if you like, are getting it so horribly wrong. They just want to tell people not just how to lead their lives, but if you don't lead it the way I tell you to. It's a kind of version of fascism. If you don't lead the life the way I'm telling you to, then I'm going to ruin your life. I'm going to scream abuse at you. I'm going to get you fired from your job. I'm going to get you hounded by your family and friends. I'm going to make you the most disgusting human being in the Yes, believe it or not, that is Pierce Morgan sitting down with Ben Shapiro. And he's 100% right. What the left is doing is shoving out any reasonable thought. Anybody who was a JFK Democrat, somebody who just wanted to be liberal in the sense of a classic liberal, you know, 
I want to do what I want to do. And they may not subscribe to Christian tenants or things of uh, a conservative nature. You know, they, they may want to be able to marry whomever they want to marry or what have you. It's, but those people are flushed out. And many of them are coming over to the Republican Party because the Republican Party is taking more of a libertarian stance in a sense that we're not going to judge you if you're going to be this way or that way or what have you, even though you know it's between you and God. We would like you to think differently on that, but we want you to live your life as you wish to live between you and your creator, and you hash those things out. We're not going to mandate things down on high. And what he's talking about is the liberal side has turned illiberal. They are now the fascist. They are the Antifa. They think they're anti-fascist, but they're not. Dan Bongino and Kellyanne Conway just tweaked everybody the other day by saying anti-fascist are anti-First Amendment, and they're 100% correct. You know, one of the things we keep hearing about is Antifa and how they're fighting for, you know, they're fighting for things that are for, you know, against hate. You know, you keep hearing this thing, they're fighting against hate. Really? Doesn't sound like they're fighting against hate to me. They sound like they're projecting hate. But that's why you get this whole situation that you get as far as uh, things such as Beto O'Rourke out there throwing out his two cents, trying to say that Trump is racist and America was founded on the foundation of racism, which is complete and utter crap. It was, it was founded on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of property was the original uh, phrase. And then you find out the New York Times has decided it's going to pivot. It's going to move from Trump-Russia collusion, since that has been shown to be 100% bunk. It's going to now shift on over to Trump is a racist. And some people have been saying that that was going to happen, and now they've officially taken that position. In fact, it was leaked. The New York Times leaked it. Unbelievable. And then the New York Times is launching their little uh, new segment, I guess you would say. I, this is what we saw online. It said the New York Times is launching the hashtag 1619 Project, a collection of essays, criticism, and art about how the America we know today didn't start in 1776. It started in August 1619 when a ship carrying enslaved Africans landed in Virginia. Okay, enough of this America was built on slavery BS. How about you do the hashtag 1607 Jamestown project? Or maybe the hashtag 1585 Lost Colony project. How about you do Jamestown and maybe you do Plymouth Rock and show how socialism failed initially right here in America. William Bradford couldn't get his people to all chip in and then crops went down and, and half of the you know, settlement almost perished until they decided, hey, you put in the work, you get the output, became capitalism, and they succeeded. Yeah, why don't we do that, okay? So the New York Times, this is from the Washington Examiner. New York Times chief outlines coverage shift from Trump Russia to Trump racism. Dean Bankett, the executive director of the New York Times, said recently that after the Mueller report, the paper has to shift 
to the focus its coverage from the Trump-Russia affair to the president's alleged racism. We built our newsroom to cover one story, and we did it truly well, he said. And now we have to regroup and shift resources and emphasis to take on a different story. He made the remarks at an employee town hall, and the recording was leaked to Slate. So obviously there's a new shift to blame the founding of America on racism and then also make our, Trump, our president racist. And then everyone's going to run on anti-racism. Beto is out there talking about it right now. And this white nationalism being on the rise is all BS. This is something that has been a narrative built by the left. And the Antifa riots that happened over the last weekend should be an indicator of that. You know, they, they, had, they, they vilify the Proud Boys, and this is all at the Patriots' Prayer uh, uh, march that they had. And this is from the Oregon, uh, Oregon Live. Will Proud Boys Antifa showdown mark a tipping point for Portland? Summer is a time for bike rides and cold craft beer in Portland. Lately, it's also been a time for bear spray and burst of violence. For nearly three years, rival political factions have descended on the city's downtown. They vented in rage. Too often, they've beaten and brawled with one another. Well, it's usually um, Antifa showing up with masks and hammers and collapsible batons, and they're attacking the Proud Boys. And I think we need to figure out a couple things when we get later on into the show we need to ask ourselves three questions. What is the Patriot's Prayer? Who is, you know, the founder of it and all those things that encompass that? Who are the Proud Boys and what do they do? And who is Antifa? Now, we know Antifa is a group of leftists. They kind of look like a collection of a gay pride parade, a Grateful Dead drum circle, and the Stormtroopers invasion on Star Wars. You know, they come in black mass. They have all hammers and bike locks and they do what's called black block where they get in a group and they push trash cans and dumpsters in front of people to create a wedge and and shove their way through the crowd they we've covered them in the past they're decentralized and that's key because there's a reason why they are decentralized they're trying to give the air of a grassroots movement they were a part of occupy wall street they are all you know communist little cells that try to seem as though they're not overrun by a single uh, entity. And the reason why they do that is the same reason why Gavin McInnes backed away from being associated with the Proud Boys. Not that the Proud Boys were becoming some white nationalist group. It was because a lot of them were being brought up on charges for defending themselves in acts of violence against the Antifa, but they were looked at as a gang the definition of a gang because they saw Gavin McInnes as the leader of that gang. And I'll get into Gavin McInnes here in a second. But Gavin actually said, if I step back and remove myself from associations with these people who I know some of them really are really good people, many of them minorities, so that takes the white nationalism out of the play, then they'll, they'll be seen as decentralized and they can't be identified as a gang, which will save a lot of people that were brought up on charges from going to jail. So he was doing it to be cool, to be a noble person. Now, when we get into Antifa, Antifa gets a lot of support from the media. Most importantly, one of their favorite you know, people, one of, the, one of the people that touts him the most is Fredo Chris Cuomo. Chris Fredo Cuomo, which is supposedly the Italian N-word. But he supports Antifa. Just listen to him. But I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal Morally, in the eyes of the law, yes. 
but in the eyes of good and evil. Here's the argument. If you're a punk who comes to start trouble in a mask and hurt people, you're not about any virtuous cause. You're just somebody who's going to be held to the standard of doing something wrong. But when someone comes to call out bigots and it gets hot, even physical, are they equally wrong as the bigot they are fighting? I argue no. Fighting against hate matters. Now, how you fight matters, too. There's no question about that. But drawing a moral equivalency between those espousing hate and those fighting it because they both resort to violence emboldens hate, legitimizes hateful belief, and elevates what should be stamped out. That's what Trump did wrong last year when he said this. You said there was hatred, there was violence on both sides. Uh, are, well, I do the think there's blame, yes. I think there's blame on both sides. You look, at, you look at both sides. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it. Excuse me, they didn't put themselves down as you, and you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. No. And he proved he still believes that when he wrote this before this year's anniversary. The riots in Charlottesville a year ago resulted in senseless death and division. We must come together as a nation. I condemn all types of racism and acts of violence. Peace to all Americans. He needed to call out the bigots and the white supremacists. And he didn't. Why? And why does he therefore have unprecedented support from these fringe elements of white power? Two wrongs and what is right. The bigots are wrong to hit. Antifa or whomever, anarchist or malcontent or misguided, they are also wrong to hit. But fighting hate is right. And in a clash between hate and those who oppose it, those who oppose it are on the side of right. Think about it. Civil rights activists, were they the same morally as the bigots, as the racists with whom they exchanged blows? Are people who go to war against an evil regime on the same moral ground as those they seek to stop from oppressing the weak? When you punch me in the nose for being Italian and you say I'm somehow less than, am I in the same moral place when I punch you back for saying that? It's not about it being right in the eyes of the law, but you also have to know what's right and wrong in a moral, in a good and evil sense. That's why people who show up to fight against bigots are not to be judged the same as the bigots, even if they do resort to the same kinds of petty violence. The law will take care of that. So Fredo loves him some Antifa, and he sounds like he's trying to make a reasonable argument for standing up against hate. Problem is, old Fredo over there has just a little bit of a temper, especially when he's being caught off guard. Some said he was in front of his family, but I found out later that's utter garbage. He was just hanging out, having some beers, and somebody comes up, calls him Fredo, records it on tape. And yeah, for me, I would have told the guy to go pound sand. I would have said, hey, why don't you go F off? But and left it at that. He goes ballistic. Just listen to old Fredo lose his crap over being called Fredo, which was the inept younger brother on The Godfather. I thought, that, I thought, I thought that's who you were. No, punk-ass bitches from the right call me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Oh, you're much Fredo is from The Godfather. He was that weak brother. Isn't that your And they used it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Oh, Are you I Italian? Got, I got a it's a f- insult to your people. It's an insult to your f- 
American people. It's like the N-word for us. Is that, is that a cool f***ing thing? You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. Yeah, but if you want to play, then we'll f***ing play. If you've got something you want to say about what I do on television, then say it. But don't be the fool me. Hey, man, hey, listen. What? what? I don't want any problems. Yeah, you're going to have a big f***ing problem. What's the problem? It's a little different on TV. Don't insult me like that. I didn't insult you. Call me Fredo. It's like I call you punk bitch. You like that? You want well, that to be I, your nickname? I didn't call you that. I, you I, called I, me Fredo. You I know my you, name's not I, Fredo. I thought your name was. You did not think my name was Fredo. Don't be a liar. I thought you want to be a man. Stand That's up like a man. I'm standing up, man. You want to be a man out yeah, here. Then own what you said. Hey, then own what you said. Listen, take him out. What's wrong with you, man? You're gonna have a problem. What? What are you gonna do about it? Ruin you. I'll throw you down these stairs like a punk. Please do. Why? Can Sue? You don't want to. Can sue? Well, why don't you do it? Take a swing. Oh, you call me Fredo. Take a swing. Take a swing. Watch your hands. Watch your hands. Take a swing. No, no, come on, boy. Come on, boy. So you want to call me? Call me. Hey, listen, man. I'm not doing anything. I'll wreck your. Stop. You didn't actually think. You didn't know what you were doing when you called me Fredo. I thought it was your name. I thought it was your name. You didn't know, right? Hey, you didn't know what you were saying, right? I thought it was his name. I'm breaking it up. This is my bag. Hey, hey, look at all these cameras. You're in for it. You're in for it. I'm in for what? You're you in for it. You're in for it. You call me free. Man, he can't take a joke. He sounds about as Antifa as Antifa does. Losing his poop over this. So we're going to get into the background players, the background motivations, and really kind of, really kind of, pole vault and elevate over the media lies because that's what we do here. And they have been really vilifying effectively the proud boys, Gavin McGinnis and the Patriots prayer and the founder of the Patriots prayer. And I think when you actually hear things in their own words, you can kind of come to a reasonable uh, conclusion as to who are the ones who are fighting for fascism and who are just actually standing up for free speech. This portion of the program is sponsored by Cat Coolers. So rugged, it changes everything. They keep ice cold for up to seven days. Made in the United States, customizable, four different colors, white, black, yellow, even camouflage. Look, if you're going out on the lake doing some fishing, it's beach weather. Maybe you're going camping with the kids. Maybe you're in the Boy Scouts. Maybe you want to take the cooler out on the job site for those people that work with you. This thing will keep your items cool for hours. Spring, summer, right around the corner, picnicking. Outdoor season is upon us, boys and girls. A cat cooler will be your new best friend. Keep your food and drink fresher, colder, longer. Go to catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian. Catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian, and you will pick up an amazing Gibraltar-esque, sturdy, rugged cooler that will keep your items cold for hours. So to get your head wrapped around everything that's going on, you have Portland happen. And Portland was, they were going to have a march, a free speech march. A lot of times it's the Patriots prayer. And then Antifa shows up in black mask and what have you. And listen to them ridicule the cops, tell one cop he needs to commit suicide, and then calls another African-American cop a coon. Last year, more cops died. But if you're perpetuating a system of white supremacy, in the line of duty, it's because you all know as a white or a your job is morally inept, ethically bankrupt. You know you're a parasite. So shoot yourselves. Now don't be upset that they won't, they won't hire smart people. 
Suicide is the only way out. Don't be upset. It's the process of the system of white supremacy. To use children to fight their wars. To use the low IQ. Just you're So Antifa, who looks like a gay pride parade, meets a Grateful Dead drum circle and the Stormtroopers invasion shows up to this event. And so first we need to figure out what is the Patriots prayer? What are they all about? You know, no one really talks about that. They just assume, oh, it's just some, you know, far right thing. You know, no one really looks into going, um, what is this Patriots prayer all about? What is the, de- the details behind these people? Well, from their Facebook page, it says Patriots prayer is about encouraging the country to fight for freedom at a local level using faith in God to guide us in the right direction. Huh. Sounds pretty interesting. Now, listen to the founder. He has some speeches on their Patriots uh, prayer website. Listen to a little bit of, of what he's saying. So if they're white nationalists, I guess we got to listen for code words like uh, Anglo-Saxon and master race and, you know, down with, uh, with I don't even want to go to their, uh, their slurs. But let's see if we can hear some of these code words and what he's talking about. So I've been through a lot in the last couple of years, okay? And no way am I complaining because I asked for it, okay? Somewhere along the way in my life, I made a decision to give everything that I got for this country. Everything. And the thing is, is that everything that you hear on the media, okay, the racism, the hate speech, okay, I'm here to tell you, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I love people for who they are. Amen. Worst thing you can do out of fear of being called racist is to keep your mouth shut. It's the worst thing you can do. You have Listen, the message of freedom in God is very simple, it's very powerful, and people are drawn to it. It's a be- freedom is so damn sexy, it's one of those beautiful things that we have. Listen, it is, I'm telling you. And we, and we take it for granted. But this is why they try to silence you guys. They try to make you guys feel like coming out here, trying to make you feel like a bad person, okay? And here's why they're doing that, because they cannot argue against the message of freedom. They cannot. We're talking about freedom. We're talking about the right to say and do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt other people. That's all I want. That's all you guys want, right? Right! Yeah! Here's something that I say all the time, okay? And I'll get into my story tonight, so I hope all you guys can show up. But here's what I tell people all the time, and it's very important. This is the, the state of mind that Jesus had. This is the state of mind that we have to have. As a freedom fighter, you are not divisive. You do not hate people because they're Democrat. You don't hate people because they're Republican. It doesn't matter. You fight for freedom for every single person. I don't care if you're black, white, brown, gay, straight. It doesn't matter. We fight for freedom for them. We fight for freedom for Wow, he's not really saying any of those words, is he? He's talking about, he doesn't even care about either political party. It's all about God and free speech. Wow, where's the right, alt-rightness? Where is the far-rightness? Where's the white supremacy and all of that? 
So let's listen to, now we have to look into what the Proud Boys are all about. Let's listen to CNN first interview the Proud Boys, and then we'll get a little bit of an explanation about who the Proud Boys are. The Max to grind. So what we did is we came, our message was bold today. Our message wasn't, we didn't stay there. We didn't antagonize anybody. We, we held our hands in prayer. We bent a knee. And then we went ahead and we left. We sent our message with zero violence. What is the message that you are trying to send? Because a lot of people see the message as one of uh, intolerance, xenophobia, racism. What is the message that well, you are trying well, to actually send? Well, just a second ago, you mentioned people of color, right? Yeah. And you said, and I'm a person of color, right? I'm Cuban, yeah. right? My family, two of my family members got killed in uh, Castro's regiment. So it's a difference of opinion, whether it's people of color, white people. It's always about race. Our message isn't, today, our message wasn't about race. Our message has never been about race. When you join our ranks, when you join our ranks, we don't ask you what, what race you are, what religion you are. We just, we just accept you for who you are. We have liberals in, a lot of liberals. There's actually one uh, prominent liberal that's here that's part of our ranks. Liberals will probably dispute that, say that you guys have a lot of liberals as a part of your group. Um, and you call yourself male, male chauvinist, right? No, what does that, what does that mean? That, well, that's, that's, that was out, that's out there on... No, it's on, not. It, no, yeah, it's yes, not. it is. It's not male chauvinist. What and is it? viewers can watch that. Western, Western chauvinist? Western chauvinist. Okay, so Western chauvinist. Say, what does that, that mean? Can you that was false, that what you just said? No, what does that can mean? What is, me that what is a chauvinist? What do you mean? A chauvinist is somebody that's patriotic and extremely proud of their country. So you tried to twist my words and say that my group is a male chauvinist. There's a big difference. I'm letting you speak about it. No, you, so I'm letting you speak about it. No, I just said true. Western. No, said, no, no, no. You said I said male chauvinist. chauvinist then corrected myself. You said Western chauvinist. What does that mean? A lot of people the hear the word chauvinist and they think male chauvinist. They think of people. And what no. you say on the website and what you have heard from Gavin McGinnis, who created this group, is that this is for only for people with penises. That is literally yeah, what it's, has it's been said. So isn't that so, a male? So let Chauvinist? me ask you something. So women's groups, women's rights groups that are all women, are they sexist too? They, they, are they there, sexist? Are, there are women's groups who allow, like the women's movement, so the they women's want males club, to come the, out the and, and club, be... I'm sorry. The women's club, are they a sexist group? What women's club are you talking about? What are you referring to? The women's club, the national women's club. So CNN, obviously very hostile to Enrique from the Proud Boys. The guy is Cuban. He's not white. He's not a white supremacist. Now, Gavin McInnes was thought to be the head of the Proud Boys. And what the Proud Boys do is they show up just to be as a buffer, a wall of protection from Antifa to allow these people to have a godly march. I mean, he gets, I'll explain a little bit. The thing I thought was interesting about Gavin is when the whole alt-right thing came up and you had Milo and you had Steve Bannon from Breitbart destroying the Breitbart ban, peeing all over Andrew Breitbart's name, and propping up some alt-right side, they, they kind of dumped Gavin McInnes in there. And without me knowing, I thought, man, who is this guy? What is his deal? You know, I'm like, is, and then suddenly he had a show on CRTV. And I said, well, you know, let me see what this guy's all about. I'm curious to see why this guy is such an alt-right dude. started watching it, and I was like, he's a libertarian. I actually kind of like the guy. He's kind of funny. And he's old punk rock. And then when you get back into the history of his background, you come to find out that he's very influential to those on the left. He created Vice. Yeah, he created Vice and then left because Vice went off the rails leftwise. 
He's an old punk rocker. The guy's talking about um, Husker Du and doing documentaries on on the history of Husker Du and talking. To, he's got music from Mr. T Experience in the beginning of his show. I'm like, okay, this guy's right down my lines. I grew up in the punk and hardcore scene. And so I started to look into him more and heard him on other people's podcasts like Joe Rogan and like Glenn Beck's. And he was really reasonable. And so I started listening to his show again. And then he's been deplatformed. He has been turned into a pariah. And everyone just automatically assumes that he's some white supremacist because he's dangerous because of his influence, because of the fact that he can, he can authentically tie the counterculture of punk and hardcore that was railing against the system, and he can sway it over to the right because of the fact that the left has gone so far off the rails and become so fascist. So let's listen to Gavin McInnes. He's actually commenting on a podcast that Joe Rogan had, where Joe Rogan has figured out for some reason, because of the whole slamming of Gavin McInnes, that even though he was on previous Joe Rogan podcast, they're having this discussion about how he didn't know, Joe Rogan didn't know, and maybe he shouldn't have had, a, had him on the podcast because he caught so much outrage. And Gavin McInnes, in debunking that through his analysis of the podcast clips, he also explains the Proud Boys. Let's listen to that. And then all the Proud Boy shit that happened with violence came far Surprise. after that. What Proud Boy shit that happened with the violence? You mean when they were attacked and Rufio Panman knocked them out? Or do you mean when they were attacked after they were walking home from my talk? Like, what is this violence? They always say, wherever Proud, Boy, Proud Boys go, violence seems to follow. No, Proud Boys escort and defend. Think of them as the guardian angels. They don't go to any anarchist shit. They're not picking fights. They're standing their ground. That's not aggressive. Violence is okay if you're defending yourself. That's in the law books, folks. But people are like yeah. blaming me for having him on. I don't even know what the f*** is. He's the co-founder of Vice. That's it's what I knew. It's also just, it's also interesting. Don't you want to hear the other side? Like, don't I'm you want to hear side. everyone's opinions and everyone's thoughts? Don't you want to try to understand and come Pause. to a common ground? I like how her thing is like, yeah, I, he's clearly a Nazi, but shouldn't we talk to the Nazis? Not a Nazi. Said it a few times now. And by the way, Nazis don't deny that they're Nazis. They're not looking to be normalized. Richard Spencer is not wearing a dashiki listening to Bob Marley and saying, I'm one of you. Don't you want to realize, like, I'm not religious really or anything, but it's like we are all God's children. Like, there's missing this whole thing. It's this fight yes, against no. each other. Yes, but no. Okay, the problem is there's a lot of these people that do go on shows and try to reinvent themselves sure. in a disingenuous way. And they try Pause. to white. Bull. This is the Young Turks thing where they claim that uh, people like me, I asked her to come on my show and she says, no. I don't want an open discussion because I can't compete in the free market of ideas. But what, what the way she phrased that was, no, you're trying to launder your image and use me to reinvent yourself. No one gives a fuck who you are. <laughs> no one is going to go, I used to think Gavin McInnes was a Nazi. Then I saw Anna Kasparian as a guest on one of his shows. Then I changed my mind. Not happening. Wash <laughs> what they're doing, whitewash their past. Just and pause. They are so stuck in their narrative, not Joe and her, but the left, where they go, but he has a black wife and black kids, like one of the Proud Boys arrested, and they go, yes, yeah, he's using her as a commodity. She's basically a sex slave.
Okay. Well, what about the black Proud Boys in the Proud Boys Israel? Um, they're attracted to different parts of the movement. They like the patriotism, and then they just ignore the latent racism and anti-Semitism. Okay, so black guys hang out with racists and just try to steer the conversation away from race? Is that how it works? You're a mental patient. And Joe, give up on trying to adhere to their crazy agenda. You can, if they think, if they have the, the term multiracial white supremacy in their vocabulary, you can't win. Yeah, the D person, Gavin McInnes, is 100% correct. What, we have to really kind of dig in and go, what is the definition of fascism from the left? What definitions are the, fa- are the left working on? They move the goalpost all the time. Facts don't matter to them. Truth doesn't matter to them. They change their position all the time. I'm starting to think that fascism is Christianity and freedom. I'm starting to think their definition of fascism is, well, you know, the Bible says that we probably shouldn't be engaging in these lifestyles, but we're going to do it anyways. And because we've got people that are Christian out here who are marching for freedom, They want to impose their Christianity on us, and we want to be able to do whatever we want to do, so we're going to call them fascist. But that's not what Christians and and freedom lovers even go by. We're like, dude, you do what you do. Take it up with your creator. We're going to live our lives, but we do want to march for free speech. But these people are like the crowd outside of Lot's house. They are crazy. They are unhinged. All of them look like they have personal problems and they're all surrounding people and it's not just right-wing people or the far right that they go after they've gone after anybody that disagrees look remember we talked about andy no you know andy no is a homosexual vietnamese uh journalist who covers antifa they beat his behind and gave him a brain bleed look at tim pool tim pool is a journalist he's also somebody in, involved in tech um, he's, now, he's now a self-proclaimed disaffected liberal commentator. He said, Antifa is outside of my house in my town trying to claim they live here and have a right to threaten me where I live. Some of these groups are over 100 miles away. Some of these phone calls are from Seattle. F these terrorists. Stay the F away from my home. Because he actually set up a... a a forum at an old theater in his town to where they could talk about issues and they could talk about a back and forth over free speech. And what happened? Antifa shows up. Antifa doesn't care about your, your political ideology. Antifa wants you to fall in line with socialism, democratic socialism. And these people are nuts. They're unhinged. And they wear these masks and they go around and they beat people. And the most amazing part about it is the media doesn't cover it. The media definitely didn't give you an overview of what the Patriots prayer people are. The media didn't give you any background on the Proud Boys, only they're just going to project their narrative on them, try to make them seem like they are this white nationalist group when they have Cubans and blacks in it. And then they're going to go, like Gavin said, around their behind to say, well, you know, they're, they've got some guilt and that's why they si- No, that's not why they signed up. They didn't sign up. Cubans and blacks and what have you didn't sign up to a so-called white nationalist group because they wanted to project white power and they were 
feeling guilty about it because that's not the mission statement of that group. But we know the mission statement of Antifa. It's the gay pride parade. It's, it's the uh, socialist. It's the Islamists. They all get together. And they all fight against Americanism and patriotism and, dare I say it, Christianity. So once the media starts playing everybody on a fair level playing field, starts showing the facts, then it all comes to light. Then you realize this entire anti-fascistic movement is just communism and the Democratic Socialists of America are communist. They want no borders. They want international socialism, which is communism. Every bit of this is communist. And people like the Young Turks, that guy from the Young Turks who blasted Dan Crenshaw, maybe I should play a little bit of that clip. But that guy is Turkish. And the Young Turks, which are named after the Armenian genocide, yeah, they, um, they're communists too. And Islamists. And they're all working together to bring down the nation. And they're not going to stop until somebody puts an end to it. And we're not pushing a civil war by any means, but they sure as heck are. So pray for our country because we need some sort of, some sort of uh, healing going on. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning into the show. Listen to us on Mojo 5 Radio. You can find that on iHeartRadio or go to mojo50.com. Every Wednesday, 10 p.m., You can also listen to us on the weekends, Saturday, 5 p.m., Sunday morning, midnight. Also, get the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Overcast, wherever podcasts are hosted. And be sure to give us a review. Give us a good five-star review that's going to help us go up in the ratings so we're more visible to others. You can also donate to the show. Go to patreon.com slash Adrian Slade Show. Give $2 a month or go to anchor.fm and search Adrian Slade. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Gab, MeWe, Parler, Convo, Snippy. Search Adrian Slade. Follow us on Twitter at Rants Out Loud or at Adrian Slade Show, which is the official show page on Twitter. And you can also read the blog, adriansladeshow.com. You can also get the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel in your streaming store on the Roku streaming channel store. Be sure to download the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.